Well, the Atlanta Braves didn't go all that quietly at the winter meetings as they make a late trade on Wednesday night. So we're jumping back on the podcast to discuss it as they acquire relief pitcher Joe Jimenez from the Detroit Tigers for Justin Henry Malloy and pitching prospect Jake Higginbotham, a move to help bolster the Braves' bullpen for sure, but was the price too much for one year of control for Joe Jimenez? We'll discuss that on this bonus episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we talk about your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're new, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. And we are back for a bonus episode. Already recorded one episode Tonight, kind of talking about everything that happened at the winter meetings. And of course, as soon as we got done recording, the Braves made their one and only real significant move at the winter at the winter meetings, trading for relief pitcher Joe Jimenez. So wanted to come back on and break that down with you, give you my initial thoughts on the podcast. After you get done listening to this, if you haven't, make sure you go back and listen to the other one that I recorded on Wednesday. Still Really, everything there remains relevant. This doesn't change anything we talked about there, so make sure that you go and give that a listen. But did want to jump back on and talk about this Joe Jimenez deal. Let me give you the specifics of, of the deal real quick. The Braves trade uh, Justin Henry Malloy and Jake Higginbotham for Joe Jimenez and cash considerations. Now, my initial thoughts on this are, what <laughs> honestly um look it's a good move it it strengthens the bullpen for sure him and as a very good relief pitcher was one of the best in baseball last year um as william fulgham says in the comments i am very curious to see what the cash is um that's coming back to the braves in this deal uh joe jimenez in the last year of arbitration i can't imagine he's going to get paid that much um so I, I'm really curious what, what the Tigers are sending cash-wise and how significant is it? I can't imagine that it would be that significant. Um, but again, it's not like Jimenez is making a ton of money. So for the Braves to even be asking for money back in this deal is quite interesting. Um, MLB trade rumors had Joe Jimenez projected to make $2.6 this year. So are the Tigers sending a million dollars to help cover some of that? I mean, that could be very telling, and that may be the most significant part of this trade, the fact that the Braves are trading two prospects for a guy making $2.6 million, and yet they asked for cash back in the deal. Um, that, again, may be the most significant part of this trade. It tells you that maybe the Braves are strapped for cash, and maybe they really don't want to go over that luxury tax. I don't, I don't know, but that was just, that was quite surprising to me for a guy who's projected to make less than 3 million. You're giving two prospects, one really solid prospect, um, your best position player prospect, and you're asking for cash 
in return. Um, so they didn't get the details in the press release as far as how much money is coming back, but I think that's going to be very interesting to see. And I just think on the surface, that might be maybe the biggest tell from this deal. The fact that maybe the Braves aren't ready to go into the luxury tax and they're trying to make some, some cheap moves, uh, to kind of bolster the team, which they did, you know, don't get me wrong when talking about this deal, trading for Joe Jimenez makes the Braves team better in 2023 he's a good relief pitcher 27 years old right-handed so gives you another right-handed option i had somebody ask me on twitter the other day who's the braves right-handed setup reliever and it's colin McHugh, who was very good last year but joe jimenez gives you another guy that can you can pair with aj mentor in the seventh eighth inning of a ball game as your shutdown setup man um, so this does make the braves team better in 2023 Jimenez last year uh, with with the Tigers had a 3.49 ERA, but his expected ERA was 2.90. He had a 1.094 WHIP, which is very good. 56 and two thirds innings pitch, 77 strikeouts, a 2.1 walk per nine, and a 12.2 K per nine. So those are very good numbers there. Now you look at the totality of his career, and he has a 5.24 ERA, a 1.338 WHIP. Um, 266 innings pitched, 333 strikeouts, a 3.7 walk per nine, and 11.3 K per nine. So that is a little bit different, um, for sure, than what you were, uh, what you would hope to get um, from somebody. You know, with that, you know, when you're giving up that type of prospect in Justin Henry uh, Malloy, who they were giving up in this, so. There is a little bit of risk involved here, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, I do think overall it's a, a pretty, you know, solid move. And I think it does help make the Braves a better team, like I said. So that's where, you know, that's where the move kind of stands. I was trying to pull up uh, his Baseball Savant page. But he had everything in the red in Baseball Savant page last year, except for average exit velocity, hard hit percentage, and barrel percentage. So, Basically, when he got hit, he got hit pretty hard, but he also didn't get hit a ton uh, and was missing a lot of bats. One thing that is a bit worrisome, his walk percentage went from 16.7%, which is just incredibly high in 2021, to 5.6% in 2022. So that is quite the drastic change. You hope that holds up. He throws a forcing fastball in the mid-90s, a slider at 84.8%. So 85 miles per hour and has a whip percent over 40%. He has a change up for show, doesn't throw it very much. Again, my initial reaction was not great to this trade. And the reason for that is because Jimenez has one year of control. And you gave up Justin Henry Malloy, a player who, look, after watching him, I don't know that I'm necessarily fully in love with him, but a player that could be a solid piece for you for potentially six plus years and you give that up for one year of Jimenez if he gets hurt this year which is a risk with any pitcher you give up Justin Henry Malloy for basically nothing so there's obviously a lot of risk involved in any type of move that you make but that was just my initial reaction to the trade but on the surface just looking at them bringing in Joe Jimenez it does make the bullpen better and it does make this team better for 2023 
All right, next, I want to look at the prospects giving up, talking a little bit more about Justin Henry Malloy, who they gave up in this deal, and just how big was that? Is that a big detriment to this farm system? What kind of price was that? We'll talk a little bit about that more next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player matchups, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NBA, MLB, NFL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So I did my kind of scouting report player analysis on Justin Henry Malloy not too long ago. I believe last Monday, not this past Monday, but the Monday before, we talked about Justin Henry Malloy and Cal Conley. Um, I like Justin Henry Malloy as a position player. As an offensive profile, I think he's somebody that's going to get on base at a 350 clip, which I think the Braves could certainly use. I do worry about the swing a little bit, and I, I made those comments known again on that podcast last week. A lot of movement in the hands, uh, which I don't love, and the fact that he was trying to, to pull everything gives me some worry for him as he gets up to the higher levels. But the guy advanced from high A, double A, and triple A last year and had a, over a 400 on-base percentage at each level. So I feel like he's going to get on base. That's something we know. I feel like he has 20 home run potential. And if you get on base three, three, you know, at a 350 clip, you get close to 20 home runs, that's a pretty solid player. And I, I, I don't think it's crazy to say that that's the type of potential that Justin Henry Malloy has. Now, I will say, I don't know that he has a position. Um, he came up as a, a third baseman. He got moved to left field this past year. And just when I watched him in person, didn't look great. But that was his first time really transitioning to the position. And I think you could hide him out there. They put worse out there, in my opinion. But right now, he is somewhat positionless. But he's also, you know, he'll turn 23 in February. So, I mean, he's not an old prospect by any means, although he, you know, is, was a college uh, player. Um, but good offensive profile, I think, you know, at the very worst, he becomes a decent, you know, fourth outfielder, but I think he has the opportunity to start at the big league level, whether in left field or perhaps at a, a DH. So that's to me is a pretty hefty price to pay for, for one year of a reliever, even a reliever who is as good as Joe Jimenez was last year. I still feel like that's a, a pretty hefty price to pay. But Braves are willing to pay it to in order to make this team better this year. And you can't, you know, you can't, uh, can't blame them for that in, at all. Uh, that's certainly what they, what they felt was the right move to make. And we saw this last year with the Braves, you know, making a move regardless of where it is in order to make this team better. And that's what Alex Anthopoulos did. Um, I wanted to bring this back up talking about Jimenez because I just figured out how to upload this graphic here. So this is from baseball savant. The one thing that worries me with him and as you look at the year to year, especially the walk percentage, it's, it's good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. There's just not a lot of consistency overall on his board. And last year was great. No doubt. 
across the board. The fastball velocity and spin rates have always been there for him, and that is certainly a great thing. The chase rate is something that's been up and down. The whip percentage always kind of been there. And the strikeouts, for the most part, other than than 2020, which you can throw a lot out of the window for 2020, has been there. But there's there's just a little bit of worry for me with Jimenez. Um, Coming off a great year, hopefully he can back that up. He is just 27. I do think he makes this team better and he makes the bullpen better. I don't want to, I don't want that to get lost in all this, but I do think giving up Justin Henry Malloy in that deal, even if you don't feel like Justin Henry Malloy is a great prospect, and I get it, the Braves system isn't deep. So him being ranked sixth by baseball America in the Braves farm system, you know, he may be a ranked 20th or he may be a 15 to 20th ranked prospect in another system. Still, he was the best position player prospect the Braves had, and you give that up for one year. Look, even if Jimenez had two years of control, I would feel so much better about this deal, but you give it up for one year of a setup, man. That's my only real hang-up with this deal, but again, you know, final kind of point on this, Jimenez makes the Braves better for 2023. There is no doubt about that. I don't know that Justin Henry Malloy would have been in the plans for 2023. I thought there was a a chance that maybe later in the year, if he continues to play like he did all last year, that the Braves give him a shot in left field. They obviously didn't feel that way. I feel like if they thought that was going to be the case, there's no way they make this move. If they thought Justin Henry Malloy had a chance to come up in 2023 and have an impact, or if they thought he could be the future left fielder for the Braves, there's no way they make this move. So they must not have felt that way, and that's why they were comfortable moving on from him for one year of Joe Jimenez. They also give up Jake Higginbotham in this deal. No offense to Jake, who has a great first name, but uh, just kind of a throw in in this deal. Pitched at double A last year. He's 27, reliever, 473 ERA, and a 150 whip last year. Take a couple of, of your comments real quick. Um, Fulgham, uh, William Fulgham also says, give up a good outfield prospect tells me that there is more moves coming and that's why that's what I kind of felt as well and why I kind of hesitated to do this podcast after I already did one tonight and then this news broke I just I feel like this is a setup for something else again I thought Justin Henry Malloy had a had a chance to be left fielder if not in 2023 perhaps starting in 2024 so you're trading somebody that I don't think it's just me. I think other people thought he had the potential to be your future left fielder. You trade that for one year of a reliever. Uh, you better have a good idea of somebody that you think you can get for left field long-term. So I hope that's the case, um, but we'll have to see. Uh, Zachary Whitfield says, do we have a real closer now? Yes, they have Rysel Iglesias, who was outstanding down the stretch last year. Jimenez will be a setup guy with A.J. Minter. Um, Hines says, overall, I like Jimenez. The Braves already have a pretty locked up lineup for the coming years. So spots for JHM were already limited, hoping he'd be hoping he'd be in an Ian Hap Reynolds deal, though, to be honest. And that was kind of my thought as well. He's maybe one of your most valuable um assets, you know, position player-wise, behind Von Grissom and William Contreras. I think Justin Henry Loy is your most valuable position player prospect. So if you get in a trade scenario for, you know, a Brian Reynolds or an Ian Happ, and that team is looking for position players, 
You've now taken one guy off that list that you could potentially given up. And look, maybe scouts and other teams didn't value Justin Henry Malloy that high. So maybe it doesn't make much of a difference. But yeah, it does take away a really good asset that I thought could have been used if you're going to use them in a bigger trade. But again, it's all dependent on, on how the scouts and evaluators looked at him. Um, Matthew Anderson says, definitely think giving up JHM means we're going to make a move uh, for a long-term outfield option. Just a gut feeling. I certainly hope that's the case. Um, Matthew R says, does this affect total money left for free agency? Um, this really has no effect money-wise because, again, they gave up two prospects who weren't making anything. They got a reliever who's projected to make less than $3 million, and the Tigers are giving the Braves cash back in the deal. So this shouldn't affect money at all. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say this name, but Husasen says, what do you feel is the Braves' greatest need as of right now? I think it's shortstop. I said this on the other podcast that I recorded today. In my mind, they're, they have to figure out this offseason who's the shortstop of their future. And I think right now, if they can get Dansby Swanson, it's him. If they can't, then I feel like they need to start grooming Bond Grissom to be that. Um, Brett, we don't know right now how much money the Braves got back in this deal. I was kind of waiting a little bit to see. I uh, still haven't seen that reported anywhere yet. Um, Zachary Whitfield says you might have to go out and spend the big dollars for name, let the prospects develop a little bit. Um, William Fulgham says, I think the Tigers just bought JHM and threw in Jimenez. Um, and then Rico Baker says that Jimenez got has filthy stuff in K and strikeouts are at a premium. Yeah. I mean, again, I showed the stats and I'll throw it back up here. Um, just to, to kind of show you, you know, his stat cast numbers, you look at his, his K percentage. I mean, other than again, 2020, he's always had really good strikeout rates and that's certainly what you want out of your bullpen are those big strikeout numbers. So he's going to be, um, you know, he's going to be an effective reliever. He's going to be a big part of this bullpen. Certainly no doubt about that. I do think there is something to what Williams said, the fact that I think they were buying prospects. And again, I, I can't wait to see what the money is in this. Again, I can't imagine it being more than a million or two, but it seems like they did throw in some money to, to buy a better prospect in Justin Henry Malloy. All right, last question here, which kind of has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but Alex Ward says, um, what do you think it would take to get Brian Reynolds? I think it would take a lot. I think it would take Von Grissom. I think it would take either Owen Murphy or J.R. Ritchie. I think it would take Jaron Schuster and maybe a Freddie Tarnock. Uh, in my mind, it's going to take four players, one of the Braves' top position players, either Von Grissom or William Contreras, and then three pitchers, one of them being one of their top position uh, pitching prospects. Uh, Hussain says, second question, why do you think it was reported that the Braves were about to get Sean Murphy, Contreras, or TDA out? I think if they did that, then Contreras becomes your full-time DH is the only thing that I can imagine there. Or they had a, a trade set up for William Contreras to, to make an upgrade at shortstop or somewhere else. It's the only thing I can think of. Um All right, that's going to do it for this bonus episode. We almost went as long as the regular episode here, but I appreciate you jumping back on to join me uh, for this bonus episode with the Braves training for 
Um, Joe Jimenez, again, I don't want you to get the idea that I, I hated this deal. The, this deal makes the Braves better for 2023. I just think it was a hefty price. Again, we'll see what the money was coming back from the Tigers in this one. But And, and I'm not saying I'm in love with Justin Henry Malloy. Again, I just talked about him on the podcast the other week and did a player profile of him. I don't necessarily love his swing, and I don't know how it's going to translate to the big league level. I do think he's going to get on base, um, which would be a nice change of pace for some of the Braves hitters. But I just thought he was a big asset to give up for one year of Jimenez again. If Jimenez has two years of control, I feel so much better about this deal. But giving up Justin Henry Malloy for just one year of Jimenez, again, not knowing what the money is coming back, to me that feels like a little bit uh, of an overpay. But, again, I'll say it one last time, trading for Jimenez makes the Braves better in 2023. He's going to be a big part of the bullpen. And so for that, thank you for Alex Anthopoulos making the Braves better for 2023. That's what he did this day. We'll worry about Justin Henry Malloy in the future but the braves do make a move late night on wednesday at the winter meetings beefing up that bullpit acquiring joe jimenez and that will do it for this bonus episode of lockdown braves make sure you follow us on twitter at lockdown underscore braves follow me at shortstop ball make sure you rate review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and we will talk to you next time Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 